Hello and welcome back to news Tuesday Night Gaming. Excuse me. Hey yo, hey yo. Hello. Starring Rob, Jay, and Zach. Who is not ready. I'm ready now. And today we're playing <laughs> Fortnite. And we're talking about Picard Episode 8 and Mando Episode 6. A very hey reasonable level of work now that <laughs> the Bad Batch is over. Yeah. I mean, don't know. What are we talking first? Let's do uh, Picard first, I think. Okay. So I have, a, I have a few notes. Apparently, Jack Crusher is the three-eyed raven from Game of Thrones. For real. <gasps> I have a crown? Ooh. Yeah, so we got to win. Uh, Yeah, so yeah, so Crusher can uh, not just go into people's minds, but take over their bodies without consent. Nope. And control them and make them giant meat puppets to do their will. <laughs> and do my will. Yeah. Uh, that was a thing. So <laughs> it was interesting because it ties into how, and then they tied it into that they get Picard, they have Picard's body and they're trying to figure out why they needed Picard's body. Oh, mm -hmm. so we go, so we're looking at the ship. So we're on uh, uh, Zarek's ship, right? Yeah. And uh, we see. Riker and having a heart to heart discussing right. about their trauma and <laughs> shutting in and how muting his feelings was uh without consent again uh <clears throat> took away his ability to grieve and ability to heal. That was very interesting. Do you think? I liked that conversation. Um <clears throat> I think it's a very accurate statement if you're not allowed to grieve you're you can't get past things right. right yeah she even has a quote that's like i forgot the rule of counseling which is that like healing can't be rushed or something like that yeah right yep yeah it was cool um the, the, my only thing is like if you're watching picard season three you better have watched the next generation or else these are gonna be two characters one of whom you only met briefly Briefly. <laughs> Having this big thing. You don't meet them briefly. Well, you only met Deanna Troy briefly. Riker's been around. Deanna was on long enough for people to recognize and understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like. Yeah, definitely interesting stuff. And it reminded me of, like, sometimes would be something in comics that they would do where somebody uses their powers like that. Yeah, 100%. And, <laughs> and then, also, like, in comics where they can just hang out while they are imprisoned and have these heart-to-heart <laughs> -heart conversations for like an hour and a half and bond and regroup mm. and um, make amends. <laughs> That's actually a very valid... <laughs> yeah, it's like a Doctor Who thing. Watch out, guys. This landing zone is going to be hot. So, oh yeah, also in that part, we learned that Riker gave uh, Vedic the command codes, which is how she was able to take over the ship so easily. Yeah, not just so, take over, but get on and take over. Yeah, so it all kind of makes sense. Yeah, I was curious as to how that worked out, and uh, that that just resolved. You that liked it yeah. very quickly, which I liked that it was very quickly <laughs> resolved. What oh, team here? Sure. So we learned that the uh, Vedic is motivated by revenge, which I don't know how up on uh, the Star Trek fandom. You guys are the discourse, but people are bored with revenge villains. It's all <laughs> it is. It's all it ever is. 
it's just mm-hmm. like we've talked about like all the other shows like there's only yeah. one motivation for all their characters at any given time which is why thanos is like, such a good villain because for once he doesn't just want revenge no he just wants to impress his lady love <laughs> <laughs> yes he's the comic version the true the true version of thanos yes thank you Th- there's a really good moral dilemma where Vedic is like, I'll kill these people unless you give yourself up. I was like, wow, this is a very interesting moral dilemma. Alana said, I'm bored. Because <laughs> it's always the same. It's always the exact same. Like, like, like problem. It's not even a problem. Ultimatum. It's, it's, that, oh, it's always that same ultimatum. Hey, I will kill everyone every 10 minutes unless you come out. And everyone's just like, oh, isn't this going to be a trap? And you go, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty clearly a trap. No way around that. I thought it was a good way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. We get Worf coming to save everybody. Yeah. And also, uh, right before Worf saves them, the Worf and De- or sorry, Riker and Deanna have a conversation about their house. She's like, I hated that house. It's like, I thought you loved that house. No, no, I hated it. And, you, and I, oh, wow, that's great. I hate it too. So Alana and I had a theory they were making fun of season one. <laughs> you know? That could be a thing. <laughs> like Rise of Skywalker style, but a little less malicious. Yeah, I could, I could read. I, I could get behind that yeah. suggestion. And it's the whole, oh, we did it for the kids, and now the kids are gone. Oh, no. Oh, yay. <laughs> so maybe it's good that the kid is gone. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know about that. a little awkward. <laughs> Felt a little awkward. There's mm. a key here. Um, oh, yeah. So it just, it was definitely intriguing to see how that played out. But then you get Worf and talks and showers. Showers. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're like, we love you, Worf. I also like the music when he appeared. I don't remember oh, yeah. how it went, but I liked it. But, like, it was just funny that Riker was like, hey, what about me? What <laughs> oh, yeah. Stop hitting well, on my wife. Well, yeah, that's that's later. Or, or are you talking about when, when they go into... Well, when the castle gets reunited, they... Like, Troy comes in, and I think... Somebody gets snubbed for a hug. Riker. Yeah, who had never met Riker recently? Oh, no, it was Jordy. Sorry. So Troy gives Crusher a big hug, and then Jordy gets nothing, which is pretty funny. But yeah, uh, so we see them. They see Picard's body, and they're like, oh, interesting. It's only the segments of the brain that had partial the, yeah. the disease. Whatever, ipsum millum, whatever the syndrome, immaculate syndrome, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Alana, I, like, oh, thank God, he's wearing shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought he was just a eunuch. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so, and I also thought it was the ipsum irum, whatever the uh, filler text is for whenever you don't actually put in like a text. No, like a oh, oh yeah yeah like locus lo- lo- ipsum or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like is that what they're saying <laughs> um but yeah so it's only those parts that make them special Ugh. <clears throat> which of course we already knew 
thankfully. And yeah, it's related to the larger plot. I'm getting up for this. Yeah, let's do some looting here. Yeah, we see them. Uh, oh, we then go back to the ship. We get uh, the grease monkey yelling at Seven or Hanson. Oh, Captain Shaw, yeah. Not Ooh, thank uh, you for not doing blowing up the turbo lift as they should have because it's not just about what they want it's about saving the crew and obviously mm. did not consider that um yeah a lot of that were confused i think shawl was in the yes. yes yeah which he was saying that uh sacrifice one for the many mm. right but she didn't do that <laughs> right i would never allow my crew i would never sacrifice my crew the first she does <laughs> like let's get that straight there, yeah sure. <laughs> well the crews red shirts ended up getting sacrificed regardless that's exactly what happened yeah which makes sense i mean yeah i agree with y'all like if she expects to be a um commander uh, oh jesus should uh take that into consideration <laughs> Uh, yeah, but so then Jack shows up and he's holding a thermal detonator. Well, this is <laughs> so that's later. We haven't gotten oh, to the the whole uh, data segment where the forge is uh, sitting there looking at the brain scans of data mm-hmm. and wonder, uh, trying to figure out how to protect data's mind. And then decided to just lower the partitions. Well, that's after the fact too, uh, right? Yeah. So we there's that whole a little bit. Yeah. So that's there's that whole dynamic of how do you save a friend or losing friends and all that good stuff. Um, and then that's when uh, mm-hmm. wait, and that's when Picard. And, Cr- and Crusher go in and with their phasers on and LaForge is like, oh, that is Picard. Ha-ha. Because only Picard would say that I have bad taste in wine. Oh, yeah, that that was good. So do you remember in X-Men 1 where it's Wolverine and Cyclops and Wolverine says, it's me, and Cyclops says, prove it. And he says, okay, you're a dick. Yep. Same. It was like that. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. It was cute. It made sense. Mm-hmm. And considering, especially considering it was a recent conversation when LaForge knew that Picard was Picard. So it mm-hmm. just solidified it so much easier than having to go through some elaborate backstory. Yeah, or, that's a that's something we should do for a question of the day, which is tell me something that proves you're not a changeling. Oh, that is a good question. We should definitely <laughs> save that. Put the, write that down. Okay, I Chat, will. Don't tell the others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, so yeah, so then we get the whole conversation about maybe we should just let the partitions go. Data, maybe data can do win out over lore. We get that whole scenario while Vatic is still rambling on about killing people. And I noticed that Vatic only singled out the Asians. <laughs> oh, to be killed? But then she ended up killing someone else, though. Yeah, yeah, I was just saying. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, going, hmm, interesting. Yeah. So the, the Bajoran guy, Alana says he's on this new Netflix show called Beef. Yeah. yeah. If you want to see more of him, she liked it. With uh, Steven and Ali. Steve UN. Yeah. Yeah. It looked good. It's supposed to be ridi- it's supposed to be wild. Yeah. She oh. says it's a dark comedy, but it's not that funny. It's just dark. <laughs> so okay. duly duly warned. That's fair. Um yeah. yes. Uh so we get that we get the whole we get a little more backstory and a little bit more uh information about that whole situation. About uh, Vedic Vedic's backstory. Yeah. Yeah, we get a little more more of that from this episode. Yeah, Alana has a note. Vedic psychoanalyze. I'm bored again. Alana got bored a lot watching this episode. I can see that. Yeah, it was a lot of sitting and talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I also wanted to say before I forgot is that when right or when Worf shows up to save uh, the crew member, crew members, he's using a classic next gen phaser, aka the Dustbuster. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, but yeah, so back to Vatic ship, we see Riker getting saved, uh, and then mm. they eventually Data wins over Lore by tricking Lore into take absorbing all his memories and his love and his <laughs> and his cat and the cat. Cute yeah, lore. it was a little bit corny, but and I, although I do like lore, it's kind of like enough already <laughs> with him. It was it was a bit it was a bit of a thing. Mm-hmm. Data manages to break bring down the security lockouts. They communicate with Riker, or mm. yeah, they communicate with the other ship, which is interesting. Like, what? How did that happen? Like. Why do they still have their communicators? <laughs> but then I was remembered. Um, wasn't it? Uh, who was our favorite person? Rafi. Rafi, that's the name. Yeah, our I least favorite a, character. <laughs> a little brain dead right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Rafi. It's like, oh, we got to go. Okay. Yes. Yes, Captain, my Captain. And uh, they get out of there. Mm hmm. And there's the yeah, there's that big reunion on the ship like we were talking about where Jordy gets snubbed by Troy. Yeah. Uh yeah. but we also see Rafi like destroying people. Like Oh yeah, with the swords. Running through them. Like they were nothing. <laughs> and Riker's like, Oh, you scared me. Mm, yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. On the other hand, changelings are not what they used to be. Like, remember when changelings were dangerous? Now she can just kill them with the sword. Well, I mean, it's Rafi, and she Rafi had a whole whopping like two weeks of training. Right, it makes sense. Uh, also, around this part, Data has an attitude. He's like, "Hello, this is your friendly AI positronic brain," and it was a little bit weird. And everyone's <laughs> like, "You have a personality. You have sarcasm. What?" Yeah, I guess because there's a little bit of lore left inside of him. Yeah, so, okay, so they ultimately turn the tables on Vedic by blowing her out in airlock. Sort of. Yeah, no, I did not realize the front of the screen was... Uh, it could do that. Yeah, it was a giant airlock. 
Yeah, so she she goes fucking solids before she dies. And then Alana and I were wondering if she's like cell. Like, she, can she grow back from one little piece? Yeah, that's what I assume. You, um, you don't think she's dead? She sure looked dead. I mean, probably not, right? I mean, she can cut off her own arm and have it uh-huh. be something and then just get up and be fine. So I feel like it's probably not a... Like, uh-huh. I I thought initially, like, when she hit her own ship and got, was close to the engine, maybe the heat would uh, be warm <laughs> enough to congeal like her, her body <laughs> back together. Mm-hmm. And then... She'd be just dandy after that again. <laughs> but that that was quite the death. Quite the villain death. I must say. Rather excessive. Well, that's that's Star Trek now. And then it's, speaking of excessive, they immediately follow it up by blowing up her ship. Alana and I were like, wait, shouldn't you like study it and like learn stuff about it? Nope. <laughs> this is a no. new Star Trek. We just blow up everything. Cause enough headache destroy that thing but yeah it was cool finally vedic is gone i mean like she was a fine villain but you don't want her to be the whole villain the whole time and then we got two episodes left so we'll see who the uh the next one is troy senses an all-consuming darkness on the ship and we're like wow i wonder who it could be oh spooky yeah what a big mystery the only character that is special about them at all we get the big tng reunion in the conference room of it's all the classic characters and no jack crusher (laughs) that was kind of funny and then finally deanna says to uh jack crusher it's time to open the door and alana was like i'm still bored (laughs) (laughs) of course alana well so it, it was in fact alana talking but now now it is over yeah, so I don't know. I, I, the episode definitely felt like a building episode, like getting getting people back together. Oh yeah. Speaking of, we didn't get to the best or the one interesting part. What's that? Uh, all the old cast sitting around the table, having a good time. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I mentioned that very briefly. The the TNG reunion. Uh, was cute. Uh, yeah. It, but I was like, why Why are they just given this whole com- conference room right by the the deck to just hang out and have a conversation and chill and enjoy life? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so we could get this really nice emotional scene with Picard and his crew. And I liked it. I, I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> it just was felt off. I... Like, there was no explanation why they were given free reign when Shaw previously had been, like, all distrustful and did not want to give him anything that... Yeah, Shaw is, like, barely keeping it together. (laughs) He's like, I don't... He's probably like, I don't even care anymore. You guys do whatever you want. He's like, can I stop getting beat up? Can I have a non-broken bone in my body, please? Yeah, can life stop, like, donkey on me for once? Can I get a a sign copy of LaForge's picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he loves LaForge. Yeah. So, anyway, the episode was okay. I was not as bored as Alana, but it also didn't didn't really impress me. Yeah, it was a thing that I watched. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> thing it was content. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right, Rob. Content is what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So so let's move on to Mando episode six, which was also content. content yeah. Which was also <laughs> content. Very content. Uh, and I would you guys say it's safe to say that with this episode, Mando has jumped the shark. I was wondering that if people are saying on the internet, it sounds like. But well, I don't yeah. know. I was kind of like, oh, is this like kind of like trouble, trouble with the tribbles episode? They're just kind of like, you know, jokey a little bit. I yeah, uh, that's yeah. I I guess I if there were more over the top celebrity cameos, this will be, I guess, where it all started. <laughs> yeah, we can go back and point to it. Um, I don't necessarily think fully. It's I don't think it's fully there yet. Um, not a, is that a full shark jump. Yeah, it's not a full jump. <laughs> I mean, I think the whole season's gotten some shit. It sounds like so it's people just ready to get angry <laughs> at whatever they did next. I get, I'm referring, of course, to the Lizzo and Jack Black cameos. I will say I liked Jack Black's look, like his outfit. It was it was very reminiscent of like classic Star Wars, and also the uh, like the. He wanted to be the new god. Yeah, so there's a new god, uh, like Jack Kirby's new gods from the comics that mm. dresses like that, one of Darkseid's minions. Oh, interesting. Do you, do you remember that? I think his name is Glorious Godfrey, but I'm not sure. So, the, huh. so, so like, I liked his costume, but I was I like, just that. play someone, have it be by someone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, like, Silver Age colors. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. What, what do we think of the Mando or the Mon Calamari and the Quarren in love? <laughs> I like it. I kind of love. I kind of love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it's cute. A good world building. It's it's nice to see, like, because again, we get to see prejudices and stereotyping. Uh, mm. We get to see that the two species on the planet do interact in some capacities, and that you know. Romeo right, and Juliet. Yeah. Yep. Romeo and Juliet situations can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also get the yeah. So like I like that, and I like that at the end they're like, are they gonna kiss? Are they gonna kiss? So they do like yeah, some like fish stuff. teeth <laughs> and fish bass mouth versus piranha mouth, or no? What type of mouth is that? I, we're, the best part was obviously. They they fed Mouth. that corn like a fucking uh, fish in a fish snack. bowl. A snacky snack. Yeah. yeah. That was a very nice touch. <laughs> and they'd like open with that. So you kind of know like, okay, that's where this episode's at. Okay. It's going to be absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, so Jay, I'm hoping you could help me out with something. So when Bo-Katan and Mando are flying to the pleasure planet, mm-hmm. whose name I've already forgotten, there's a part where they're like, okay, we need you to attach your Nava computer to ours. And it just like takes control of their ship and lands it. Mm-hmm. So I know it wasn't solo, but I seem to remember Han Solo being like, I never let anyone take control of the Millennium Falcon's computer. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what that's from? Because I don't think it's from a movie. I think it's from a book. Um, Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Han does that a couple of times in different mediums mm. yeah I, I knew it <laughs> yeah he never lets anyone slave his ship right um 
yeah, it's definitely been multiple cases where he mentions that. Um, mm-hmm. Good. I feel validated. Okay, so they 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 go to dinner. I really like the part where Lizzo or Queen whatever is into Baby Yoda, and Mando says he doesn't take kindly to strangers. <laughs> and then immediately does a front flip. Does his jump? Yeah, I just I just like the way Mando said that he was getting all defensive about Grogu. I think Lizzo would only agree to be the episode if she got the whole Baby Yoda. Mm. Uh, I can see I that. Know. No, I feel like she would. She would have been happy to be part of the Star Wars universe. It's just a perk. Yeah, definitely a perk. <laughs> it's a perk for everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we meet Christopher Lloyd, who's looking very old. Mm-hmm. Sorry to not say, as old, not as old as I expected. He's looked old since the eighties, so to <laughs> yeah. be fair to the guy, looked a yeah. lot better than I expected in this episode. And, I'm not gonna lie. Right, and then when we went back later, he actually looked better than I remembered. <laughs> you got acclimated to it. <laughs> yeah, it was just the, the initial shock. We're like, wow, whoa, whoa. And he, this is going to be a bit of a deep cut, but I know you guys will appreciate it. He reminded me of the security officer on the Citadel from Mass Effect. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Voiced okay. by the Michael something, the guy who is no, uh, the guy who's from Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Colonel Ty. Oh. oh, yeah. Okay. Bald guy. That is a deep oh. cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know that because he was. I think he was the first celebrity I met at a con in the DC area. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I took a picture of him where we were both covering up our eye. So <laughs> it was very memorable. To, very, very memorable to me. So I looked up the other stuff he did. Nice. Was that at Awesome Con 1 or something? No, that was at Shoreleaf. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was pre-Awesome Con. That's how long ago it was. Wow. Mm-hmm. We were just little kids. Yeah. Okay, so we, they, they learn more about the planet, and we learn the citizens don't work. The droids just do everything. Yeah, so they can focus on the arts. Yeah. And then I mean, enjoying Al- life. Alon and I were like, this feels like a Black Mirror episode. It kind of did. A very on did. the nose. Yeah, like, like Christopher Lloyd's like looking at the camera as he's like, they just are so dependent on technology, they can't live without it. <laughs> yeah, all right, I got it. I got it. Yeah, 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 we get it. You're bitter. That's great. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's a commentary on the role of technology in the world. Well, the whole thing with dro- we've talked about this before, but the whole thing with droids is really weird in Star Wars. Yeah, because they are kind of sentient and like kind of slaves. It's weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, like they they have self preservation, but they still are always doomed to die, and it's like funny. Just like a couple episodes ago in Mando, when he's like R five, get in there. Whoop. Yeah, you will yeah, get in there. <laughs> And, and yeah. just a little bit later in the episode, he's like just kicking the droids. Like, I mean, some of those are like are innocent droids. He's just like smashing them up. He well, care. yeah, I, I do like that the writers remembered that Mando doesn't like droids because I had definitely forgotten about that. I also forgot. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So they go to meet the Ugnats and saying "I have spoken" is the magic words. That was cute. Yeah, that was. I nice have a problem touch. with that. Yeah, he, he's more Ugnats. Always more nuts. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, we also, so we get this scene. We get multiple scenes where it's clear that Mando actually has more world knowledge than 
Bo-Katan, even though Bo-Katan has been a Mandalorian and has done all these things and traveled all these places mm. and worked with like Obi-Wan and like all these wonderful attributes, but Mando knows how to speak to Ugnaughts. <laughs> a man of many worlds. It also reminds you of like a, a classic adventure movie, not unlike Dungeons and Dragons, which we were talking about earlier, where a character will experience something and then it comes up later. It's like, boy, that sure was lucky that we hung out with an Ugnaught earlier in the movie. Where everyone thought it was never going to be called back to, but <laughs> now it is. Hooray. Like us, yeah. It actually took me a hot second to go, wait, what? When the hell? Oh, oh, mm. that's right. Can you remind me and, and the audience? Uh, I have like, spoken. What, what, what Ugnaught scene? The guy who says, I have spoken. When they're first crossing. Uh-huh. Um, Season one. Yeah. He, oh, okay. It's back in. And then, yeah, that guy ended up dying. Yeah. So. So, so when, when they, uh, when he says the droids are malfunctioning and the Ugnaughts got all like hot and bothered, I thought they were going to say they're not, and they were like, they're not malfunctioning. I thought the reveal was going to be the droids are working perfectly. We made them, them. act up on purpose. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought too. And then I realized that, oh, wait, no, that's too. That's too easily set up. That, that, uh-huh. that could be it. That's too predictable. Yeah. Like mm. too early in the episode as well. Yeah. Mm. I, I feel like they've done that twist that, that twist before. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like it's just been done a little too often. So yeah, so then it turns into Blade Runner where they have to like chase a fleeing droid down and murder it. <laughs> yeah, and it harkens back to other scenario uh like it it's a great chase scene it it harkens to a lot of other little things Mm. which was cool and fun and exciting yeah i liked when mando jumped through the window to tackle the super super battle droid not just a battle droid but a super battle droid yes now we know what happened to all of them where they ultimately ended up The prequel nostalgia is full on at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know the one with Ahmed Best had a lot. Yeah. Let's let's keep it moving here. Mm-hmm. But like the uh, those Ugnaughts though, like their movement or their mouths, like I guess they just use CGI now for that. Probably. I guess so. It looks very awkward. It did uh, feel a little weird. Okay, so having killed the super battle droid, they go to a droid bar. And I was like, hmm. The droid okay. bar was... A droid bar. <laughs> I was in heaven. I don't know. I have a first I was so like... Hard. Yeah, I was like... Yeah, you was, like the weird stuff, Rob. I, I do, yeah. <laughs> like, if it were, or if it was a cute animal. I'm like, very simple to please, really. But like, I don't know. It's like a bunch of goofy robots hanging out. Like, I don't know. Bart. That's what we got into Star Wars for, right? The, the cantina, right? I don't know. Was, right. Yeah, yeah. Doing. yeah. the cantina scene, but not... I was waiting for somebody to say, we, we don't serve your kind here to the humans. <laughs> yeah. So was I. <laughs> but there was like a plot twist where it was like, no, we love humans. We love being slaves. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, I, that, that felt weird. <laughs> yeah, it was a little weird. But again, it was so weird. So I was like, yeah. Oh, shoot. They got me, guys. Sorry. I got them. Cool. We got one of them. I, I also like, so there's a part where Mando picks up this like, thing that looks like a taser and threatens the bartender with it. I was like, so they just leave dangerous items around in this bar. Yeah, of course. 
I guess it's like picking up a knife. So whatever. But yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Rob, like you said, there there's an underclass which likes having opportunities to improve their life. The underclass <laughs> being the droids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what other choice do they have? I guess. Oh, I mean, yeah. We get the chase. It was very reminiscent to um, when Obi Wan is chasing down the assassin. Right. It was reminiscent to a couple of rebel to a rebels episode to a Clone Wars episode. I was like, I think this is the exact same place. <laughs> like it well, felt like chasing. Yeah. Yeah. Every time they're in the same place that they're chasing. Um, but it was a fun. I like how they worked together and that they could communicate on the same level. And uh, uh-huh. yeah, they're a good they're a good team, Bo Katan and Mandel. Yeah. I like uh, that Grogu is helping Lizzo cheat and win the games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that that was good. And then all, I like I really like the droid mor- Excuse me, the droid morgue. It was so absurd. <laughs> Why is that absurd? Because they're because they're droids, <laughs> right? They're, well, do you remember like the conveyor belt where they throw C three PO on like the junk pile? Mm-hmm. That's more what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's oh. just funny. I don't know if it was supposed Very to be technical. funny, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> the one serious part, you're like, this is hilarious. I'm like, bah ha <laughs> It reminded me of a scene where um, R2 and C3PO are in the back room, and the droid is getting its feet uh, burned. Burned. Oh like, yeah. Mm. Engra- engraved? No, I was engraved. I was running that Imprinted. too, and yeah. I was like, that device is always so strange because it seemed like it was specifically designed just for that one robot's feet. <laughs> like, what? Like, what an asshole creation! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got the, the two pads with the two droid feet. Exactly. That's, that's really funny. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it on Tuesday Night Gaming, but I've had conversations with other people where, you know, how movies now there's things like cinema sins where people nitpick at at it. Well, you can nitpick at these classic Star Wars movies, too. Like, oh, people sure. don't know how to pronounce Han Solo's name until the end of Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Han? Right. So, it's not like the old movies are perfect. It's just, you're engaged enough with the story that you don't even notice. And then, oh, where do we go from here? Oh, we yeah, we learned about, about the nanites, nanotech mm-hmm. being ingrained. I love the fact that the droids are just sipping on gin and juice right hanging out and uh they're being reprogrammed with nanotech um that was cute Mm -hmm. i can see this episode opening up some rabbit holes oh 100 (laughs) that's oh yeah more more about droids potential for novels yeah for sure yeah they definitely use are using this episode to open up the universe more which i thought was good because it's because, I mean, we're going to get a bunch of other stuff coming up now with other material. So it helps open up the universe mm-hmm. of the mid-rim and the outer rim. So you can actually see, like, the changes and, like, the differences and dichotomy between, like, the different areas. Like, Yeah, Coruscant and everywhere else. Tatooine. Yeah. How, do, how do you define the mid-rim, Jay? I don't... Is there anything to, that defines it? It just, it just is? This uh, the mid rim is a 
There was a specific definition for it, Midrim. Um, okay. The main cultural centers were all within like a certain radius of um, Coruscant. And so those were the inner, inner rim. Planets. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the Midrim were those affiliated and had Senate seats. Oh, okay. So but they're still kind of politically still part of it, but not... Yeah, yeah. But they're not, like, the core, like, integral, like, close planets that you could easily get to. And, like, they were they were still protected and they were still, like, deemed important enough to deal with. But And then the Outer Rim was just all the other riffraff. <laughs> that rims yeah. like the Midwest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is oh, not yeah. how they did it in Star Wars Rebellion. But how did they that's do fine. That? Which isn't canon anymore. But yeah, how did they do it there? Well, it's just one big circle. Well, I, I guess there were mm. two circles. There was the inner rim and the outer rim. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. The mid rim. I like new stuff. Not going too far with it, but. Yeah. So it, yeah. So it definitely showcased the differences, which was really nice to see. Yeah. Um. Mm. it's gonna be jay uh yeah so then okay so we oh. learned it's a conspiracy we learned that christopher lloyd is behind it all and he's revealed to be a separatist which is unique mm-hmm. that they finally brought it back because in all material so far like once that war is over there are no like representatives who are really separatists after, at that point i mean there's a couple here and there but like you it's not like a major like it's not so in your face, so it was hmm. it was kind of cool to see someone be like, oh, "I was here before the Empire and the Republic. I was a sep- don't call me a separatist." <laughs> it's like <what> the- <laughs> it, it is a little bit weird to meet people who are like a true believer in the separatist because we only ever see aliens and droids, and the aliens like are kind of they have their business interests in mind, other than any kind of ideology. They must have lots of propaganda, you know support their sister crazy money schemes it, it kind of felt i said i said to Alana, this felt like a scooby-doo episode where the villain is revealed <laughs> to be old man henderson but then Alana said it's not scooby-doo it's the clone wars cartoon okay what, what do you guys think that this episode felt like an episode of clone wars i haven't watched i've i guess i've seen enough bad batch now oh there's a trash can with us uh that, <laughs> I mean, it seems like a backhanded insult, but uh, you know, I'll let Jay <laughs> opine. It, yeah, no, it def- that that sounds like a <laughs> that sounds like an insult. <laughs> yeah, well, like kind of like a a child's cartoon style plot. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I I do think it was not meant as a compliment. <laughs> okay. No, so, and I get it. it. It felt kind of like a filler, but also, um. Mm. The world building filler. There's more more hints of things to come. So then, yeah, at the end we have Bo-Katan challenging Axe, Axe muscles or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he had like a stud beef pile, Mystery Science Theater kind of name. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we we learned that apparently the dark saber is a transitive property, where if she beats someone who beats Mando. It's like beating Mando. So she doesn't actually have to do it. It's not necessarily that. It's the fact that he got beat. He lost right to the saber. Uh She beat whoever beat 
she beat him, that person. So therefore, she gains the right to it from right. the beast that took it from Mando. Okay. So it's no, I mean, not necessarily I, I, just a transitive. It's it, it's very specifically geared in a very um, regimented. Yeah, I mean, like, I understand all of that. I'm just a little, I'm a little disappointed because I was hoping the whole Darksaber thing would lead to a fight between Bo-Katan and Mando, but now I guess we're never going to get one. Same. I think it was kind of bs but it is what it is. A BS explanation? Yeah. Like, I just don't like that, the way they broke that down. It's a little too, like, everyone, everybody's friends. <laughs> because you're supposed to lose in combat. He didn't really lose it in combat. He lost because he got jumped. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't an actual fair combat, which it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a combat and, like, proof of, like, your ability to directly fight with it and, like, go. Mm -hmm. It's like the Grogu fight. Nothing's fair. I don't know. Oh, the Grogu fight against that, yeah. that cat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very much so. Good call. Good, good, but, yeah, good parallel. But I, yeah. I don't know. The, the more rules these like Mandalorians have, like the lamer and torture they found to be. I don't know. It's like, like, well, if he attacked that thing first, and like, if you had the mask on when you saw the creature and you were in the water, like, you're still part of. I don't know. It's just like there's too many rules. <laughs> it, yeah. it sounds like kids making it up as they go along. And you yeah. can see it in the Mando in all the Mandalorians' faces. They're like. I guess uh -huh. I guess that flies. Sure. Like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Sure. We didn't really want to not be with you, so yeah, I guess that works fine. Mm -hmm. We'll allow it. We'll, we'll we'll take it. Mm. Just just be our leader again. Yeah. Let's just get this plot going. <laughs> yeah. Which was nice. I appreciate that. Um, because they want Katie Sackhoff's face, also. So they're just like ah. Uh... For, just for now, you're just going to take the mask off because we have enough mask characters. And Katie Sackhoff's pretty face. Exactly. Cool hair. Yeah, come on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, it was, yeah. I don't know. It When I first watched it, I was like, ugh. And then I watched it again. And then, I like, I watched that scene again. Seeing all their faces and how they're interacting with it, I was like, okay, it makes, it kind of sort of makes sense that no one actually wants to be a separated so and they do want to be a clan again all right they all accept it fine <laughs> so, um so i ended up being okay with it um and i like the fact that it's mando who like is like i gotta nah nah i don't want this stupid ass thing i can finally get rid of it and make someone else be the leader hell yeah hell <laughs> yeah i don't want to lead you. nothing it's true. It's it's very fitting of him that he doesn't want to do that. I just want my Grogu. <laughs> hey, so, does anyone have any sniper ammo? Uh, yes. Can I get it? Thank you. Ooh, perfect. All right. Uh, so that is it for these two episodes. Well, oh, oh, before we finish, we got a whole section where, well, and right at the beginning when. The, the Mandalorians go after the Corrin and the Mon Cal. Um, mm. That, yeah, at this point in juncture, they're just Both. tired. 
Uh-huh. They're hired muscle. They'll do what mm. they need to do to get paid as long as they get paid. Right. It opens up the possibility that, yes, Mandalorians did, in fact, kill Moff or take, help take Moff Gideon if they were paid high, more enough. Uh, yes. Well, yeah, the reveal in the shuttle from before. That's true. I, I don't so really, I don't up, think. Uh-huh. I'm just saying it opens up for that possi- actual possibility, right? Because before it was like, could they have done it? Uh, who knows? <laughs> uh, like I was p- hypothesizing that it was a setup and all that stuff. And now it's like, oh, well, if they were paid, they could, this group of Mandalorians could possibly have done it. Yeah, I don't think anyone really doubted that the managers could have done it. Makes the well, universe I mean, kind of smaller if they did, though. Yeah, so we get that. So the notion is that potentially they were, in fact, the ones that took Moff Gideon, which still doesn't make sense to me because, again, there are all the Mandalorian's armors look perfectly fine. So like, it's like, hmm, mm-hmm. how did they, uh, what happened there? Shenanigans. Shenanigans <laughs> is what happened there. Certainly. Did you like the uh, Mandalorian soup, like Star Destroyer? Yeah, that was a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Reminded me yeah. of the stolen Imperial Star Destroyers in the books. Yeah, the smaller cruisers was nice mm. to see a difference. And uh, the fact that they still have. A semi-fleet, which was cute. All right. So, uh, okay. So our first question of the day, if you had the chance to see yourself through the eyes of others, would you? If that makes like sense. Jack Crusher style? No, 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 not literally. Like, <laughs> would you be able to see yourself the way others do? Or you, if, you, if you had that chance, would you take it? Sure. Do I get to choose? Or is it just a whole thing where I'm now just uh, I, I, it's only te- bomb- bombarded so, by all the follow-up questions? Yeah, no, it's only temporary, and it's only like a smattering of of people. It's not every person. Uh, I would say that I probably wouldn't because that's that's a if, lot to deal with. I, yeah, if it's bad stuff, I don't think I could handle the guilt. <laughs> the guilt or just like yeah. would you just feel bad or like you cringe. think you did something the cringe yeah yeah i already cringed about enough stuff that i do if i could semi control the environment of it i probably would mm. i was you gonna say i got more interested when like i it's only a select few because i feel like if i knew everybody's like oh god that would destroy any shred of confidence i had left but like <laughs> the uh if it was just a few i'd be like i was like oh what does that person actually think of me like I don't know, like it was the first date or something. I was like, does this person hate me or like me? I, I still, <laughs> even at the end of the date, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. So, so at the end of the day, Rob, you're saying no. <laughs> at, at the end of the date, I just want to know, even if they, if I'm not interested, I'm still curious. I'm like, wait, what the hell? There's someone they think here. Of me? Okay. Next question: Would you rather always know the time or always know the temperature? Oh my god, I got sniped. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I would prefer to know the time. I don't care what the temperature is. I'm always hot. <laughs> They're right here. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I feel. I also feel like knowing the time would be more helpful. Behind, honestly, I'll say if I'm knowing the time would be way more helpful. But I, when I know the time all the time, I feel like time goes really slowly. So that's why I usually don't <laughs> intentionally mm. look at my watch all the time. So, yeah, it, is it just yeah. that I can wonder oh, and then cool. suddenly I'll know, or is it constant, uh, constant well, notion yeah, so- of it? So you know how people can figure out the time by looking at the position of the sun? It's like that, where you can just get like, what time is it? Oh, it's 9.16 or whatever. Okay. If I can control, once again, if I can control it in that capacity, then I'd probably do that. No. Do do time? Uh, Yeah, just do time. I don't think anybody picked uh, temperature. (laughs) I mean, if it were a constant pressure where every second is clicking in my head, then no, definitely not do time. I would do temperature. <laughs> don't you kind of yeah, yeah, know yeah, the temperature know. anyway? I don't know, right? <laughs> like, well, yeah, well, temperature is funny because you just walk outside. Yeah. Just in case you can't. Hmm. I don't actually have a third question ready. Uh-oh. Okay, here, here's one. Here's one. What has been the highlight of your week so far? Whoa. The week just started. Uh, let's say since last Tuesday, then. Today I installed my window AC, which sounds very easy. You just put it in, but like this is like this like stupid like U shaped AC where it has like a million screws and stuff, and like I don't know. It was I was like worried about it a little bit, <laughs> like going into it because I was like, am I gonna be able to do this? And like, <laughs> and, and did you? Yeah. And not have it did, fall off yeah. the window. <laughs> Yeah, well, it hasn't so far, but I'm a little concerned. Did you put a brick behind it? <laughs> Wait, should I? I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, you're you're supposed to prop it with a little something something on oh, the back okay. of the window oh, cell. It's got a little hinge, like that's part oh, of that it. So, like, you can't. Yeah, it yeah. sticks out, so it can't open. Yeah, but I see what you're saying. It's to help level it too, so it's not like. So if it like the window starts to crack, it'll it helps balance it out the weight so that it doesn't just fall out. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one's weird. There's like it's a huge gap. It's like it's called it's it's like a called a U shape where it's like it's supposed to help us. Oh, sound. one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, those are supposedly really nice. I wish I could use one of those. <laughs> My windows are too small. Oh, are they? Yeah, they okay. are. <laughs> Yeah, I can't yeah. do squat. I have nice. to get I had to get one of those portable floor one units. Mm. Oh, like a space heater, but for air conditioning. Yeah, like just the portable rolling ones that right. you have to attach a hose to the wall and to the window. Uh, I see. It's kind so, of annoying. this is really at least kind of convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Okay, uh, I can go next. So, between, since last Tuesday, I went to a very nice Passover Seder. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Now, it was a good time. And also, today, I had a day off. So, I went to a bunch of museums I'd never been to before. The National Archives Museum. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the Navy Memorial Museum. And the Museum of African Art. Oh, yeah, apparently that connects in the bottom to Asian art. So now I know where that is. I'll have to go back later. I didn't realize they connected in the basement. Yeah, apparently the, the building is very small. 
so you wouldn't even know. And then it's mostly underground. Hmm. That's kind of neat. That's I cool. went to the National Museum of Medicine uh, on Sunday, and it's actually in Silver Spring, not in TC. Mm. But it is like a free museum. Kind of cool. Is it, That's the one where everybody's like cut open, right? Uh, there's a little bit of gore, but the, the coolest thing, I guess, is like they have the bullet that killed Lincoln. So, mm. kind of neat. In the Archives Museum, they, are, they had a section about sports, and they had the FDNY fleece that George W. Bush wore when thr- throwing out the first baseball after 9-11. Oh, that's... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Let's go with uh, the theater. That was a nice time. And then... Um, the theater? Uh, oh, the theater, yeah. Theater. And then um, 1300 RP in Apex Legends rank in one day. That was good. That was fun and exciting. Nice. I think that's the most RP I gained in one session. So Is that, that like nice. XP? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Rank points so I could climb rank faster. Mm. Uh, so that was good. And uh, I fixed my gas pedal position on, on the new car. The new car. <laughs> So I can actually drive it properly with heel toe action. Oh, was it too like low to the ground or higher? Yeah, ground? yeah. Oh, no, okay. the brake pedal and the gas pedal were like a good like four inches apart. I like broke my oh. ankle trying to do it, <laughs> like trying to heel toe one day, and I was like, yeah, okay, that's not happening. And then I found out that yeah, that's the way they're designed. And but like, there's parts that there's there is another way. Yeah, people, tons of people made parts for it to deal with mm. it. And I was like, excellent. What a strange design choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very stupid. I did not like it. Wait, what, what kind of car is your new car? It's a Focus ST. Focus ST, okay. All right, well, yeah. can I? it sounds like a, a good highlight of a week, Jay. And I think we'll do the sign-off in that case, so... Thank you all for joining us here on Tuesday Night Gaming. Catch us every week at twitch.tv slash mcslanty and group up with us next time. Bye, y'all. Bye.